At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Tass Tab reporting live from the inside of the studio with a few the dough. I will be bringing you super secret information that only the inside people would know about. If you have any questions, you should probably email um, somebody because I can find out for you. Like, did you know that um, Aaron and Danae are absolute, uh, absolutely crazy? Oh, that's not a secret? I thought, I thought that was a secret. Well, what if someone doesn't know who Steve Taylor is? Then I guess we should probably tell them. So, Aaron, we're going to talk to somebody today, huh? <laughs> somebody that you like. Yeah, Steve Taylor. So, if I don't know who Steve Taylor is, does that make me a bad person? Because I don't know who that is. Yes, it makes you an awful person in my world. I really didn't know who st- Steve Taylor was. Do we need was. to say we, we're going to shoot the dough? Let's shoot the dough. Okay, yeah. I said it. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know what we're doing unless that's <laughs> That's right. Unless you say that, we can't officially start. <laughs> so, are you ready to shoot the dough? I am ready to shoot the dough. Yeah, Steve Taylor was a huge impact on me growing up, and so getting a chance to talk to him is kind of a, you know, a dream, so to speak. He's a he's an artist. He sings. He writes uh, a lot of lyrics. In fact, the band The Newsboys, mm-hmm. he has written most of their songs. What? Yeah, he's done most of their songs as well. Several other artists. He's an amazing songwriter, and now he's moving into movies. And, of course, the movie Blue Like Jazz, which you can probably still find around somewhere. Uh, and if not, you know, find a way to, to see it. So the movie's been out a few weeks, and we got a chance to talk to Steve Taylor, who directed the movie Blue Like Jazz, all about I have it. to ask. I have to ask. Oh. How, uh-huh. how did you... I just you... want to play the call. Can I play the call? Not yet. Okay. <clears throat> How did you actually get this dude to call us? Steve? Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're on a first name basis now. I just called him Steve. Right. So, no, no, not at all. Their publicist contact us. That's how we get interviews a lot of times. You know, if they want to promote something, they want people to know about the movie. So it's so, not like you tweeted him or anything. Oh, no, 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 no. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <gasps> Let's tweet Steve. <laughs> can we? You can. He's uh, at I am the perfect foil, maybe, or at, at the perfect foil, I think is his Twitter. I know, right? What is that? It what that is is Steve Taylor being a very common name and there's no possible way he's getting any variation of Steve Taylor or the real Steve Taylor or any of that. The so, extra real. The extra real With Steve. The, side the of. super duper real Steve Taylor. <laughs> we should make suggestions to him about <laughs> at the awesomest most coolest bestest Steve Taylor who writes music and now directs movies on Twitter. You're right, that would have been a horrible name. That would have been very difficult. So how about at the perfect foil? At the perfect Oil. Works, right? Can we play can, yeah. we can we play the call now? I found him. No, I'm gonna tweet him first. <laughs> Here's the call. Thanks for holding. This is Aaron and Danae. Hey Aaron and Danae, it's Steve Taylor. How are you? Hey Steve, doing good. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh man, busy times, huh? Yeah, a lot going on, <laughs> but I'm happy we get a talk. You're in you're in Springfield? Yeah, Springfield, Missouri. All right. I have a great aunt who lives in Springfield. Springfield's great. Have you ever been here before? I have, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, we've got trees and stuff. 
we got three hoops left. I even spent summers in uh, Little Rock, I'm sorry, not Little Rock, in Mountain View, Arkansas, which is kind of Ozark country, too. So. It is. Very yeah. hilly. Well, we are uh, super excited to talk to you. I have to admit, I'm more than super excited. I'm a little giddy. You're like a hero of mine. I've I've already showered praise on you uh, to Danae. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he definitely had um, a whole like excited giddy jumping up and down moment <laughs> and and then whenever they were like steve taylor's on the phone he like jumped up and ran over to the phone and picked it up like it was i don't know gold or something it was really cute well I've, uh, that's very nice i've been waiting for this for a long time and when i say this what i mean is uh i've been saying for a long time that movies made by christians need to make a lot of the transition that i think some of the music made by christians has made right. and from kind of that ghettoized you know not necessarily great quality but it speaks to a heart so we accept it you know kind of thing to quality art and I've said for the longest time one of my heroes in helping music transition that way was you and that I was so excited that you were excited about film because I felt like you could kind of push us in that direction with film as well and so like blue like jazz is like all my dreams coming true it's just it's this incredible thing uh, thanks Aaron man I really appreciate that I was excited especially when I heard about the the Kickstarter project and I was glad to to pony up a few pennies for that and uh well, that, honestly that's where i know your name yeah Aaron Dicer, i know that name <laughs> well that's where it's from well, thanks for helping us out man <laughs> no problem yeah you're kind enough to call me and do you uh, still have his him on your no that's donald miller okay. donald miller got my voicemail and so i still have his voicemail you know message when he called uh, but nice yeah but uh but no we actually got to talk voice to voice and and i've met you a couple times before just in my travels and radio and different things but Okay, because your name sounds really familiar. It must have been the combination of everything. Yeah, this is. I think this is the fifth time we've we've spoken. Oh, oh! They say oh, that when okay. it gets to six or seven, that yeah. that's whenever it really solidifies. We'll be like total besties. Yeah, yeah. You that's should right. be you should be besties very soon. <laughs> very nice. I'll well, take a picture. I'm, I'm calling it this one this, from here on out. <laughs> Sweet. Ta-da! Steve Taylor's an official bestie. Aww. It works very well. So um, are you finding that uh, there's a lot of people that are just as excited about, you know, just the level of real, like realism, gritty yeah, think, Christian um, realism? I, I think there, I think a lot of people have been waiting for something like this. And um, so the response has been really gratifying. And then, of course, there are other people who have uh, been dreading something like this. So... <laughs> It kind of works both ways. I, I have caught a little of that. Um, how has that affected just you, even emotionally or internally, to deal with, you know, people who are kind of supposed to be on the same team taking some shots? Well, I mean, I, I, I certainly understand. I, I think what, what's happened is over, over the however long, we've gotten this idea that if you're going to do something with any kind of, from any kind of Christian perspective or worldview, that it's, it, it has to be family-friendly. Family and I, I'm all in favor of, of family-friendly, you know, media and entertainment, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure where, we, where those two became synonymous, because, you know, if we did a family-friendly version of the Bible, it would be a much shorter book. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do understand the, the perspective, but I don't think it's a, it's a very biblical perspective. Um, because you just can't you just can't read the Bible without seeing the depth of you know man's depravity everywhere in it, and uh, and there are stories, you know, there are stories that need to be told that that have some of that in it as well, because th- those are very 
biblical, Bible-like stories. And, I, and I've always been confused by our fear to question things. Like, I, it's just it's the moment you start asking questions or going a little bit deeper, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. And I don't know what people are afraid of. I mean, the, right. the, truth, the truth doesn't fear the, the lie. The lie fears the truth, right? That's right. That's right. The, the truth is the truth, and it doesn't and it doesn't change. And we have nothing to fear by um, asking questions. God is certainly big enough for our questions. Or even to just reveal our weaknesses and what we struggle with, because I think that's one of the huge components of being connected with other people is sharing that we have our weaknesses and being okay with talking about those. That's right. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the the kind of the the origin story, if you will. You know, I'm sure you love the book. And how did you make contact with Donald Miller? And how did you guys get talking about this? Well, I read the book last six years ago. A friend gave it to me for Christmas, and um, I was looking for my next film project. And I finished the book, and it's like, you know, it's not a book that you think. I see this movie in my head when you put it down, but I was like immediate. Like I want this to be my next movie. And I think it was a couple things. One. That, that idea of a, of a guy growing up in a conservative um, Southern Baptist church in suburban Houston and then going to what amounts to like the opposite place. Uh, Reed College in Portland, Oregon was called the most godless campus in America by the Princeton Review. Um, I think I, I really understood that feeling because I grew up uh, in a Baptist church and my dad's a minister and then I went to Colorado University at Boulder and Man, I just felt I just felt lost for the first few months. I, I never encountered anything like this, so I felt like I, it was a story I I could tell well. And um, and then you know, there's a famous scene in the in the book that takes place in a confession booth that they build on campus at the end of this uh, uh, during this big end of year party. And uh, I just I really wanted to see that scene in a movie. I thought that was really powerful. So. Uh, we end the movie with that scene. How do you how do you feel it turned out? You feel like you captured what you wanted to capture? I did. I wasn't sure when we were filming it. I, I it felt it felt right, but you never totally know until you get in the edit room. Right. And um, you know, if we didn't get that scene right, we weren't going to get the movie right. And uh, and I think we got it right. Tell me about casting, because I know um, uh, you know some of the names I've seen um, have been from other projects that I know about, which is another refreshing thing, because a lot of the times, you know, the actors I see in, in Christian movies, it's very ingrown. So tell me a little bit about the casting process. Yes, I think part of the trick is if you're going to get good actors, you've got to give them good material. And all the actors responded to the screenplay. Um, we the, the, the best story is uh, it was a couple years before we actually shot the movie, and uh, we didn't have any money. And you're supposed to have money when you call an agent and ask, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a, an actor to read a role. So um, I got the email for a Marshall Allman, who I'd seen in Prison Break and a Bruce Willis movie called Hostage, and I thought he was really good. And uh, I just sent the, the screenplay to him cold. And uh, he uh, wrote me back the next morning and said, Dear Steve, I don't know who you are. I had an audition I had to get ready for, so I just figured I'd read the first few pages of the screenplay and then not mess with it. He said, I stayed up late. Uh, um, I read the whole screenplay. He said, I was born to play this role. You've got to give me a shot at this. I'll do anything I can. Just just let me audition for this role. Wow. And, um, and it turned out that he grew up in Texas and moved to Los Angeles to pursue acting when he was 18 and then became a Christian in Los Angeles Wow. years later. Wow. So, so he, this was like a, a role that he'd been, he, he told me, I've been wanting to play this role. I, I feel like, you know, God put me in Hollywood to, to 
played a role like this, and he could not have been more enthusiastic. And you know, it was just a great collaborator from the beginning. And there was, I think, there was only in the cast, uh, the lead cast. So there was only one other Christian in the cast because we weren't looking to hire exclusively Christians. We just wanted to hire the best actors. But uh, um, all of them responded beautifully to the to the parts and to being on set. And I just couldn't be happier with the cast. Did you uh, did you find that like throughout the whole process, like God would show up and kind of give you encouragement when you needed it most, or when you ex- just were at your lowest, or even just turned a corner and like, ah, oh, God's totally showing up here. That happened so many times. You know, we had a group of people that were praying for the the uh, the entire shooting process, and I, you know, I never presumed that. God makes it sunny because we need a sunny day or, or or anything like that. But all I know is that we were so, things were so tight and we're running on such a tight schedule and, uh, you know, amazingly we always had what we needed. And uh, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful that uh, the way it all turned out. And, uh, um, and I think the cast to a person told me afterwards or during just, you know, what a, what a uniquely great environment the, the the movie had been. So that made me happy. Did Marshall talk at all about being a Christian in Los Angeles, about, you know, how that affects the projects he pursues or how he has to, you know, balance those things? Because I know a lot of times Christians are afraid of the arts because right. they feel like it's, you know, that God has abandoned them or that's probably too strong. But you know what I mean, that, that right. he's not there. So, yes. and, and I know there are Christians in Hollywood, and I and I hear their stories, and yet I think as Christians, a lot of times we judge them for the roles they take or right. the things they do in the you know the right. movies they're in. And did he talk yeah. about that at all? He did. Well, he and I talked about it a lot, and he's mentioned it in interviews too. And it's it's just a really difficult position to be in because number one, your your life is rejection, a constant stream of rejection. You go to auditions and you don't get the part, and um, uh, and. And so, uh, and then on top of that, you know, you 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 become an actor because you want to you want to play roles that aren't you. You know, you want to explore all kinds of different things and and uh, um, immerse yourself in roles. And um, uh, and so, I think there's a there's a pressure that you know the church can sometimes put on actors that they're not meant to bear. You know, they're they're there to play other people and uh, to do it convincingly. And if it wasn't for people like that, I wouldn't be able to make decent movies because there wouldn't, you know, there wouldn't be quality actors to, to choose from. So I really admire what actors do. Um, it's very hard, and uh, and they and they bring these stories to life. And you know, we really need them. And, and so I, I applaud what Marshall's doing. I do as well. And I, I think we just have to quit. We have to quit punishing. Christian actors for being honest about their faith, you know, as soon as they say, oh, I have, you know, this faith, then all of a sudden we say, well, then, you know, you can't do that scene or you can't, right. you know, say that word or be in that movie or, and it's right. just like, what are you doing? They're, you know, they're embodying a character to tell a story, you yeah. know, it's, That's so right. it's just so difficult and we, we need well, to love, cut that out. I love what Denzel Washington said, you know, when doing the uh, training day, which is, you know, he plays a really, really bad guy yeah. in that movie, and uh, what an Oscar for it. And, you know, his point was that the Bible says the wages of sin is death, and that's the role I was playing. That's exactly right. He did it beautifully.
Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, the film, I think, opens here in Springfield uh, at the Moxie, I think, at the, the little art house that we've got mm-hmm. downtown. And I think you guys are doing that purposefully, right? That's right. We found that the movie is tending to play a lot better at uh, art houses and kind of uh, downtown theaters. Um, and for whatever reason, the further out into the suburbs it gets, the worse it tends to do. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're trying to follow that with, uh, with most of the cities we open in. Is, uh, it just seems to play best in those settings. And I think the other part of it is it's, it's you know, people can bring their friends and, uh, and, and they don't have their guards up, you know, wondering, hey, are you going you gonna to try to get me into this uh, movie and try to convert me or something like that? Just like the book. Blue Light Jazz is a movie that you could bring anybody to without having to apologize for it in advance for, you know, quality or anything like that. And, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons a, a lot of people are really responding to it. It's a beautiful way for the movie to reflect that part of the book. Blue Light Jazz right. is the first book that I read after I became a Christian. And I was like, oh, wow. oh this is this is what it's all about. Like. <sighs> Look at this guy. He's just being himself. He's writing from the heart. He's just—he's not making excuses. He's not apologizing for who he is. And it really right. resonated with me because I—I I wondered if I would find a place to belong as a Christian with a lot of other experiences. I have a very colorful background, so <laughs> <laughs> so I loved reading that book. It really helped me just to kind of place myself into my world and and own who I am. So it's kind of neat that you're finding that same way for the movie to find a place to just be itself in this creative environment. Yeah, it's one of those books, and I think a movie as well. That just you see it and you realize, oh, I'm not alone. You know, my experience is is shared by by a lot of people, and uh, that's that's been one of the great things about making it. And we each have our own story. And I mean, you were writing about this way back in the day with "I Want to Be a Clone." You know, you get this sense that the the church wants to take this Plato mold and make you into a certain type of person. And man, that wasn't God's design. If He wanted us all to be the same, He'd have made us all the same. Exactly. But he gave right. us each, you know, unique things about us that that play into His story and His plan. So it's so cool to connect with well with Aaron because I didn't know Aaron until like eight months ago and we have a lot of the same opinions and then now like I get to talk to you and you're on the same boat and you like make movies and stuff that's pretty cool <laughs> way to be man <laughs> that's so cool yeah and now you guys are like BFFs which means <laughs> like right. we right. might actually get to hang out sometime exactly I gotta get up to you better. Hey, you know, the truth is I'm actually uh, some friends and I are vacationing in Nashville in August. So if I'll if you're I'll s- be here, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up for coffee. Dude, I would love to do that. You should that do be, it. That would totally be great. I just need to know how to get in touch with you. And I can vouch for Aaron. He's super cool. <laughs> I can't right. vouch for Steve, though. I don't know this guy well. As well. And, and we do have a common friend there as well, and I know I mentioned this to you when you called, too, but Josh Childs is a really good friend from college. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, man, Josh was, of course, Josh is in the movie and did an amazing job, and, uh, and of course, he's a, he's a Christian, too. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, and he, uh, he improvised. He's in a scene where he plays a manager of a bookstore. Nice. And he came up with all this fantastic improv that just makes the movie that scene plays so much better so oh he's so great i I really admire josh yeah we we got a chance to do a lot of stuff in college he was a year ahead of me but we you know a lot of those like campus like um 
you know, Mr. Uh, the school was all that Nazarene University, but you know, Mr. Olivet, we competed with each other in that and that kind of thing and had a lot of fun. So uh, nice. yeah, yeah. He's a cool, he's a cool guy. Well, I am, uh, at the same time giddy to talk to you and so proud of you. And it's just a lot of emotions, you know, have gone into this and I'm just so thrilled that tomorrow evening, I'm going to actually be seeing it on the screen and, uh, it's, it's it's a thrill, and I'm I'm so glad you've been able to come through it too, Steve. It's just such an incredible thing. Uh, thanks, Aaron. Well, after all this, I hope you like the movie. Uh, yeah. Too late, too late <laughs> well, I you know what I I will totally be honest about it. I'm sure I will. I can't imagine I will be able to be objective. I just right. you know I just I'm invested in it literally and figuratively. Right. Um. Right. But uh. But I will certainly be honest. I actually that's the other part of my life. I do this radio show, and then I also um do movie reviews. Uh, daily okay. movie reviews at mm-hmm. yourmoviefriend.com and you're gonna have to stalk Aaron now you, usually right. usually when I watch a, a Christian movie the, the review starts off with Uh-oh. uh oh do I have to go through this again <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully that'll be that'll be different with Blue Like Jazz and I'm sure it will be uh, thanks man shoot the dough is over we know <laughs> yeah, you're really sad <laughs> But we thank you for listening, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, G+. Best way to get started is go to shoothedough.com. And, of course, thanks to 88.3 The Wind for letting us sit here in the studio. Uh, Chris Tilly of Hazo Records for making the song for us that you're listening to in the background. And Steve Taylor. Because Steve Taylor is awesome. Yeah, thanks to, thanks to Steve for coming by and saying hello and not actually coming by. Thanks thanks to Steve Taylor for giving us a call and letting us uh, chat with him and being my friend. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to tweet him. Tweet him. I am. Be my friend. The end. <laughs> check, check, check. Moo cow! Am I too loud? No, I think you're good. Are we going to play with the mics now? Oh, this is my favorite part. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.